Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Sales Performance Improvement Radio. As usual, I'm your host, Terry Hansen. It's great to be back with you once again. We are in the middle of a hot summer here in 2022, and uh, I've been with my uh, my uh, my company, my new position as the Director of Sales Operations and Enablement now for just over 90 days. And uh, I wanted to share some things that we are working on as a, as a company to really increase sales when it comes to our channel sales division. So inside of our company, we've got a couple of different um, uh, uh, sales teams, and two of which are very focused on channel sales. And so if you have uh, a channel sales component inside of your company, I want to share with you five different strategies to increase sales that you might consider useful and helpful for you as you are looking to increase your sales revenue this year. So stay with me. For over 15 years, I ran a successful outsourced sales enablement and consulting firm before it was acquired by Rise Holdings in 2020. But while I was able to help hundreds of my own clients improve their sales productivity, marketing effectiveness, and grow their revenue, the sales growth game is always changing. Every year brings new challenges to growing sales as technology, competition, economic conditions, and customer buying behavior change. In these turbulent times, how do you improve sales and marketing and grow revenue when you're new to your leadership position or you don't have the right resources in place or you're just battling dysfunction inside your own company? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. These days, I'm on a new quest to discover what's working in today's dynamic sales and marketing environment and bringing those treasures and insights back to you. My name is Terry Hansen, and this is Sales Performance Improvement Radio. Okay, so let's do some chatting a little bit. My hope and desire is that as we chat a little bit today about how to increase channel sales inside of your organization, that you'll at least find one or maybe two nuggets that kind of light you up, little light bulbs that go off in your mind, and that really help give you some some new strategies and some new ideas that will help. But let me take you back uh, a, a little while. So uh, just uh, actually earlier this week, I was invited to participate in a meeting with some of our sales leaders. And what they uh, had done is put together a little bit of a round table. They had selected one of our reselling partners that uh, that we utilize to, to do business with. And um, and this particular reselling partner is a is a very well known company that does a lot of volume in sales, uh, you know, generally speaking, and has done very well with us uh, as a we we kind of act as a wholesaler, uh, and they act as kind of the retailer, if you will, and they're reselling our products and services to their end using customers. And so the number of sales that have come through that particular company have been very good, but that we feel like based on the the size of the company and the marketplace that they serve, they can certainly be doing a lot more. So the sales leaders put together a, a little bit of a roundtable conversation and and it was basically a brainstorming session on on how can we increase sales with this particular reselling partner. And during the conversation there was a lot of different ideas, many of which were very, very good. And it became Came uh, pretty evident that uh, that they needed to uh, kind of categorize and figure out which um, which uh, 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 w- which ideas kind of fell into which kind of categories and which ones they felt like would have the most uh, m- most opportunity for success. And as we know that you know, coming up with ideas is really the easy part. It's the implementation of those ideas, which is really where the where the success lies. But before, uh, so what I want to do is share kind of, uh, again, kind of five broad areas to focus on when it comes to improving sales with your with your with your channel sales partners, your reselling partners, whether they be distributors or whether they be agents 
or, or uh, you know, master agents, whether they're uh, value-added resellers or system integrators or white-label partners or just anybody else out there who's trying to resell your products and services in some way, shape, or form. So really, these five categories boil down to these. Number one is 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 various tactics and strategies to increase communication. And by increased communication, we're really talking about strengthening the relationship and the familiarity and the trust level that your reselling partner has with you. Number two is, is providing them with some resources, particularly sales collateral, materials. They could be videos, they could be PDF documents, they could be slide decks, just material that help make selling your products and services easier for them. Number three is really just incentive programs and tips and strategies to boost their motivation and excitement in selling your stuff in the first place. Number four is finding, finding where the bottlenecks are in their sales process and and really making it easier and faster for them to s- identify opportunities that are good candidates for you and then queuing up those opportunities and then selling closing closing those deals so making it e- uh, faster and easier for them to 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 sell your stuff and then last but not least number 5 is is working to close any sort of knowledge gaps that there might be and this just goes back to go to good old school sales training um, focused on sales techniques and tactics or product training. So really those are the five, increasing communication, providing sales collateral, boosting motivation through incentive programs, uh, making it faster and easier to uh, sell your things, uh, your, your products and services, and closing any knowledge gaps. So I kind of want to go back through each one of those five and and give you some, some suggestions and some ideas. And um, and before you just kind of jump onto any one of those, you really need to first diagnose and figure out what it is that is slowing this reselling partner down. And inside of our company, we we um, we really haven't taken the step to do that yet. And so we've kind of jumped the gun a little bit and, and are jumping to the solution without really adequately understanding and knowing what what's going to be needed. Uh, there's nothing worse than than taking a pill or a medication for the wrong sickness or illness. It's a great medication, but if you, it, but it's not going to treat the illness if it's not if it's not diagnosed properly. And so that's kind of unfortunately where where we are as a company, where we're jumping to the solution before really understanding um, where the need is. And so I uh, understandably I, I I recommended that they have a little bit of a feedback session with this reselling partner, asking specific questions related to where are the bottlenecks, where are the blockages, where are the gaps, where are the problems that are are holding the reselling partner back from from doubling and tripling and quadrupling the number of sales. So that really is the first step. Need to diagnose the problem, get some feedback, do a survey, uh, have them share kind of where those issues are. And then after understanding that, then you can select one of these five areas to tap into. So let's talk about increasing communication. So we're talking about ways to increase the kind of the day-to-day tactical interactions that you have with a reselling partner. So think about ways that you can use, uh, for example, technology to help. Maybe you can create a Facebook group or a designated Slack channel to provide sales level support to to the salespeople of the reselling partner. Another idea would be to put together kind of basically an email newsletter, full uh, a weekly newsletter that goes out to them, full of tips and strategies and tactics to drum up uh, you, you know n- new business. You could hold weekly office hours, so it's a designated time, a thirty minute 
uh, maybe 45 minute block of time once a week uh, that's just designated or dedicated towards this particular reselling partner. And when they when their sales reps call in or join the Zoom meeting or whatever the case might be, they might have an engineer there, they might have an account manager there, they might have someone from billing perhaps, you know, whoever it is, but it's it's kind of an all hands team that's dedicated just to that sales team and answering the questions that they might have. You can certainly hold quarterly events uh, in various convenient locations to hand out recognitions and awards, provide training, have some fun. You can also do uh, run uh, monthly webinars dedicated to certain topics with them. But all of those ideas are focused on just increasing and strengthening the relationship, increasing the communication and the trust level between you and the reselling partner. Okay, so let's move on to number two. Let's talk about sales collateral now at this point. So there's really kind of two flavors of collateral. One is kind of what we would refer to as a product or service brief or a solutions brief. It's just kind of a a one or two page document uh, that is focused on just kind of giving the high level overview of what your product and service is. It's kind of an at-a-glance resource guide. It could be a video, PowerPoint presentation, could be a PDF document, but but it's um, but but it's just all focused on your products and services, right? Um, but uh, uh, the second kind of flavor of collateral is a sales brief, and it's really designed to help the reselling partner's sales team understand. Uh, what they should do at various stages in the sales process as it relates to your products and services. So early in the process, what to focus on and talk about in the middle of the process, what to focus on and talk about at the end, what to focus on and talk about that sort of thing. So a sales brief really is is all about how to sell your products and services. As we know with reselling uh, partners and agents and distributors, sometimes you're co-selling with them. Sometimes they're doing 100% of the selling on their own without you uh, and, and so forth. So you have to provide that, those kind of resources and materials uh, uh, to, to them for sure. Um, another common thing by way of collaterals, obviously testimonials, obviously case studies or side-by-side comparisons. And uh, But the other key element of that is making all of that material ready in an on-demand fashion for them. So as that sales rep is is in the moment, they can get to it from a website, from a uh, from a portal of some kind, from some sort of quick and easy uh, access point where they can download and utilize that stuff on demand. Okay, so that's number two. Let's talk about number three, strategies and tips to boost their, their excitement, their enthusiasm, their willingness, and their motivation to resell your products and services. So one very common program that you can use is, is, is obviously a tiered incentive program. So it could be like a bronze, silver, gold, platinum level, four levels with special perks or bonuses associated with each one. And you can... You can uh, um, you can Google incentive programs and, and get examples of the different kinds of things that you might offer at, at each one of those different levels. So after one quarter is over, you measure their production level and and they might fall into the bronze or the silver or the gold category. And when they do, then they get additional perks uh, and so forth. So think about maybe a tiered incentive program to help uh, get them excited to do more and sell more. Um, another idea might be to uh, to work to align reselling your products and services, align that with with your resellers' uh, higher purposes and missions, the values, uh, and, the, and, the, uh, um, uh, and those things inside of their company. Make, make reselling your products and services core to their, their company's mission. 
And so if you can, if you can create that link, then they almost have a sense of, 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 a, of a moral ethic or a moral uh, mandate to resell your products and services, just, just align it to their mission. And, and that creates a more of a purpose driven approach, uh, which helps boost their, their motivation. You think about also increasing the options and the flexibility on how their sales reps resell or sell your products and services, open up as many different channels and ways and methods and means, and be as flexible as you possibly can to accommodate them. That sort of autonomy really does make a difference for uh, helping boost motivation and and desirability when it comes to, um, uh, to reselling your uh, your services. So um, think about creating a point system for every sale that they uh, uh, for every sale that they make or every quote that they generate. Think about assigning a point system to that, and that those points at the end of the quarter could be redeemed for your own company's swag, prizes, things like that. Um, but also don't be afraid to set goals with that that reselling partner. Set expectations. Let them know what other competitors of theirs, where their production level is, how many sales are coming in or what dollar amount, and help just kind of set some expectations of kind of where they should be and where you expect them to be. And then obviously work to help them achieve that. But goal setting and point systems and, and providing more options and flexibility, creating, uh, aligning it with their purposes and missions and, and, and creating tiered uh, incentive programs are all example of ways to get get their sales reps more excited and motivated to to resell your products and services. Make sense? Okay, so let's talk about uh, kind of number four idea on different ways to make it uh, faster and easier for them to uh, to sell. Um, idea number one would be to create a series of filters, uh, screening filters. Um, that uh, can can help your partner identify good candidates from poor ones. So you just want to make finding new opportunities within their portfolio of their clients easier for the partners by by creating just a profile or a filter or a template or a model that they can use to quickly identify who might be a good candidate, who might not be. So think about doing something like that. Provide them with uh, prospecting uh, email templates or even sales call scripts you can provide them with sales conversation meeting agendas or even objection handling cheat sheets that they can use. So anything that you can do to provide them with some sort of a guide or a template or a cheat sheet or some sort of a script or yeah, uh, something like that to make the selling easier uh, for them for sure. But also don't forget technology, simple things like if you are in a co-selling situation where they queue up opportunities for you and you join like a three-way conversation and you participate in the selling, make appointment setting easier by using, uh, you know, technology and various apps like Calendly, um, so that they can quickly and easily schedule meetings with you, uh, you know, in a more simple way. Okay. So those are some ideas on how to make, how to make, uh, selling your products and services much faster and easier for them. So let's go to the last one, number five. Uh, we're all the way at the end. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about uh, how to close the knowledge gap. Uh, and this just goes back to good old-fashioned sales training. So let's. T- uh, so we're talking about product training uh, to uh, to help strengthen the uh, the the reselling partners sales teams ability to do good demos and do good presentations. So again, going back to some of the training, help them understand the details, the features and benefits of your product or service, help them understand some of the technical aspects, but at a high level, not at a super detailed level. They don't need to be engineers, 
right? They just need to, they just need to understand some of the high level pieces, right? Provide the, provide sales training uh, focused on techniques or tactics to help them, um, you know, schedule more appointments, present better, overcome objections, close more sales, that sort of, that sort of thing. Um, don't be afraid to provide them with, you know, customer friendly product ready, uh, uh, product specs in PDF or PowerPoint or, or video format. Um, you can also use things like uh, online courses or certification programs and online quizzes to help help ramp up their knowledge in formal ways and informal ways. You can use best practice scenarios. If there's some things that your other reselling partners are doing and doing very well and seeing a lot of success with, you feel free to share some of those those broad details with them. So share best practices uh, with them to help give them some new ideas. Uh, one of the key strategies when it comes to kind of closing this knowledge gap is making sure that your onboarding efforts are good. So when you acquire a brand new reseller, spend significant time working to orient and onboard them and bring them up to speed. And um, and that'll certainly make a big difference. So, But uh, maybe last but not least, the idea would be to support their, their cross-promotional efforts through upselling and cross-selling and uh, give them spec sheets. Uh, on on the various kind of complementary products and services that your company offers that could be easily added on to existing services or products to continue to grow account value. So anyway, kind of shotgunned a whole bunch of different ideas to you um, and uh, kind of that, that kind of fall into these five categories. Uh, n- number one, I- increasing and improving communication. Number two, providing good old-fashioned sales collateral. Number three, boosting motivation. Number four, making it faster and easier for them to to sell your stuff. And number five, closing the knowledge gap. And after the meeting that uh, my team and I had uh, with the sales leaders, kind of focusing on this particular reseller and looking for just ideas, uh, you know, my 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 juices started flowing, and I started really thinking about all these different ideas. And um, so I, I, I sat down and put together a. Uh, a, a document kind of documenting all of these different ideas and putting them in these categories uh, that I shipped off to leaders and so that they wouldn't have to spend a lot of time thinking about what ideas might be good ideas. Uh, they, they've just got a comprehensive list now right in front of them. And now it's a matter of which one of these ideas is going to solve some of the gaps or problems that the reseller has and then working to implement it. So anyway, if... Um, uh, I, I hope this list of ideas has really made a difference for you. And uh, what I might do is actually create this document and 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 put a link to it in uh, down below in the description so that you can download this as well. And I, I I hope having this kind of ready-made list of ideas will get your juices flowing, get you thinking about different ways that you can boost revenue with your reselling channel partners and that you can continue to crush your revenue goals this year. So great to be with you. Keep up the Good work. If I uh, if this has helped you and in giving you some really good ideas to think about, then be sure to do three things: click the like button on there on the uh, on the platform on YouTube below this video or uh, on this podcast. Uh, be sure to subscribe, and as always, be sure to share it with uh, with those around you and your in your network. And so, but also be sure to post your comments down below, your questions that you have and things that you might want to focus on in the future so that uh, I I can serve you at the highest level and do that for you. So anyway, keep up the good work. Have a great rest of your week. And until we meet again, keep selling well. We'll see you right back here once again uh, on the next episode of Sales Performance Improvement Radio. Take care. 
Hey, it's Terry again. Thanks so much for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. I wanted to extend a special invitation for you that I really think might make a difference for you and your organization. You know, growing sales in any organization is tough, primarily because while you and I really are trying hard and doing our very best, we're still humans <laughs> and we're, we're, we're constantly battling dysfunction and problems internally with our, our sales playbooks and content and CRMs and sales training and all the data and analytics, our sales processes, the onboarding and compensation plans, all of those things play a role in, in growing and scaling revenue. So how do we get to the point where we can really grow sales when we're battling so much dysfunction internally in a variety of different areas? Well, the answer is we ultimately just need a really good toolbox. Uh, sales enablement tools designed specifically for your and my trade. I'd like to introduce to you the weekly sales enablement toolbox newsletter. It's a customized newsletter specifically for your business. And the best part is it delivers the right tools to solve the right problems when you need them. All you do is select the topics that you want the newsletter to focus on each week, and uh, it's delivered right to your inbox via email each week. And the best part is, of course, it's free. So click the link in the description uh, to this particular show or episode to sign up for the uh, Sales Enablement Toolbox newsletter and select the topics that you'd like to focus on. I can't wait for you to start receiving it and really get your hands on the tools for the trade that you need to continue to grow sales inside your organization. So thanks again and can't wait to see you soon.